The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sci-Fi Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker and I'm here with my son, who is a little bit poorly. My son, all I ever seem to be when we do this. That's all you ever seem to be anyway, even when we don't do this. Oh, yeah, I just I'm just feel like I'm accident. either accident or illness prone at the moment. Well, you know, these things happen sometimes. It's just one of those... Things in life as you get older, you start falling apart a bit, you know. Yeah, but I've been feeling like this for, since I was about 12. Yeah, well, you were born I've, on. I've been in a lot more in the last two years, or since I turned 30. You, just, you, were, you were born old, mate. Now, since I turned 30, everything sort of seems to have gone downhill. Oh, dear. Well, don't worry. Life begins at 40, you'll be fine. Another eight years to go. Anyway, uh, this week is our second week of doing animated films. Unfortunately, we're not joined tonight by Amy, who is also no. feeling very well. Yeah, she woke up this morning with a very, very sore throat and has not been able to make any noise at all. It is almost like living with mimes. You've got to stop screaming in the night time. Um, no, we wish her well. We wish her well. Yes, we do. We do. We do. We do. We do. Right. Uh, so let's get on with things, shall we? The first uh, of our short films this week is from 1982, and it is Tim Burton film Vincent. Uh, this was directed and written by Tim Burton, uh, and the cast is Vincent Price, basically. Who is the narrator of the uh, the uh, cartoon? Uh, the synopsis for this film says: Young Vincent Malloy dreams of being just like Vincent Price, and loses himself in macabre daydreams, which annoys his mother. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, you can see how it would. Uh, well, I don't know. Depending on what your mother's like, of course. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> um, what do you reckon? I like it. I, I, I like Tim Burton stuff anyway. I've always, yeah. I'm always a big fan of his. But the fact that, yeah, it's, no, it's narrated by Vincent Price as well, it's just, it's just amazing. Now, it must be quite weird for him to basically to tell a story of someone that's thinking they're him. Yeah. The sort of yeah. really telling a story on the behalf of as a child that thinks it's him anyway. It must have been quite weird, but I, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just, I've always said this about Vincent Price, though. His voice just sells a lot of films. 
Oh, like yeah. he does yeah. horror so well, and I think if it had been anyone else on the short film doing a rating, I don't think it would have worked. It would. Yeah. It was so well done. The animation style on it is as much as it's it's a very Tim Burton film. It's it's got a very uniqueness to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it is a fairly typical Tim Burton film. I mean, it's got that, it's got the same kind of look about it as as Corpse Bride and and yeah. uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and and other things like that. Um, but I mean, what I like, what I like about his his films in general is it, there's this kind of odd mix that he has of the ordinary and the strange. Yeah, it's, kind of the, the way they he, he kind of fits them together works so well, you know. Yeah, it's so even with uh, his live action ones, his animation he's done, everything seems to have a little bit of yeah, a little bit of reality look to it, and then that sort of odd warpedness that he's got. Yeah. I think you're saying I just I like everything about Tim Burton's that he's done, especially with like when he when he has his inc- his creative input like he has with this. Yeah, and the same. I think Vincent Price's voice just holds it all together. Definitely, I, I like I like the the way they do the switching between uh, reality and what's inside the boy's mind. You know, yeah. what his daydreams or whatever. And uh, yeah, of course, you know Vincent Price is awesome. He's he's always been one of my heroes, and. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I don't think he can do anything wrong. I don't think I've ever seen a film with him that I haven't liked. But um, what I did like about this is the fact that it all seemed to be almost like a like a poem. It was all right, everything rhymed and sort of had its place, and it was all sort of flowing yeah, yeah. very well with all the speech. Yeah, but yeah, I I do agree with you. The way that it sort of the quick switches between his re, like the reality and his what was in his mind, I thought were very well done. It was very well. The whole thing is brilliantly done. It's just, and it's great. It's nice and short. It, it doesn't get to a point where you start thinking, well, come on, get on with something. It's yeah. Like, it, it's got the right amount of movement. And the end of it, <laughs> the end of it is another one of those things where I couldn't make my mind up if the boy had gone mad or if he was just lost inside one of the daydreams or mm. if it was what, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, I love, that's what I love about, I like about all of like Burton films is the fact that you always, it's always left me at the end of it sort of asking a bit more like a few more questions and I have yeah. yeah. no matter what film it's been. And I, I I like I know I I like stupid strange connections and things and what I like is the fact that Tim Burton made possibly one of the few Batman films I've ever really liked. Yeah. Okay. Um I don't think it was great, but it was it was one of the better of the of the Batman films. And Vincent Price was in the original TV series of Batman. As yes. So it's that kind of link between those things I just find quite interesting. I always I always find things like that interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I like a lot. As I say, this is Tim Burton's always been he's always been one of my favourite directors. Like mm. just because of the fact that some of the stuff he's come out with and uh, every film that he's done is all he's added his own twist to and his own little uniqueness to. Yeah. But saying Vincent Price, I agree with you. He's just the man is just a legend, and yes. as I say, he's he's one of the few 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 voices that is so recognisable. Like he only has to say a couple of words, and you know it's him. I, rem- I just... remember, I remember seeing seeing Vincent Price on TV doing uh, being interviewed by uh, Michael Parkinson. Yeah, 
And he told this great story about the fact that he never used to go and watch his own films, never really didn't like to go to the cinema or anything like that to see his own films. Uh, but one day he was he was supposed to be having this business meeting and he was in this seaside town. So I can't remember whereabouts it was, but there was a, uh, it was raining quite heavily. And he had to wait to get into this office building to see this person he had a meeting with. And there was a cinema opposite where the office building was that was showing one of his films. So he <laughs> went over and went into to the cinema yeah. to keep out of the rain. And he went in and sat down to watch his own film. In front, he said, in front of him, right in front of him, there were two women sat. And he wasn't really watching the film that much. He was kind of just paying a bit of attention to it. But he was more interested in the fact that every time anything happened in the film, these two women jumped and they were holding on to each other and going, and sort of like, you know, not quite screaming, but getting very kind of, oh, oh you know. Yeah. And he said... He couldn't help himself, but as the lights came up, he just leaned his face between the two of them and said, did you enjoy the films, my dears? <laughs> and the voice he got, they just jumped and ran out of the cinema. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, I, I said it's just the fact that anyone else he wouldn't have worked. It's, it's his voice is just so distinguishable. Like him and Christopher Lee, and even like sort of Patrick Stewart, they've got that their very own uniqueness in their voice. Yeah, their voices. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. saying like Vincent Price is just when it comes to horror, he's got the best voice for it. He's uh, he's always been one of my heroes, um, in lots of ways. Okay. So that was that's a good one, right? So the second short film is called One Hundred Thousand Acres of Pine. This mm. is from 2020. Uh, the director and writer is Jennifer Jennifer Alice Wright. Um now the cast is Sarah Aries, uh Jerica Cleland, Kirk Johnson, Lawrence Marvitt, and Tobiah. Castrom. Now, the synopsis for this film says, Ranger, Ranger Megan Patel must uncover the mystery surrounding her brother's death. But following his footsteps, Megan discovers a darkness she might not escape. Now, this was a bit, I thought this was a bit odd at the beginning because it seems to jump around a bit. Um, and it's a bit kind of hard to follow exactly what's happening a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of settles down. I really, really like this. Um, I like the fact that at the end of it, nothing is really explained. No. But it's really good. Um, yeah, I agree with this. Yeah, sorry, Kieran. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I agree with you. Um, the, the thing that got me about this is I actually found this film creepier and more disturbing than many of the live action horror films we've seen and we've reviewed yeah yeah it's kind of got a real weird sort of atmosphere to it and, and the the blood running down things and and kind of the i was i was trying to figure out if it was blood or if it was because obviously they talk about it in the beginning about the fact that it was meant to be like resin like so it's like sack i don't know it's weird but it's, it's just yeah of, it's yeah it's one of the films I, I sat there and I, I've, I've, 
as we said on this before, I've watched quite a lot of horror films and a lot of ones that would creep out a lot of people. But I sat there at the end of this and I genuinely was like, that's is a little bit more disturbing than a few other films I've watched. It's, yeah, it, it's, it definitely has a real... It's got a really good atmosphere to it. Really yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely... It did leave me with a lot more questions, sort of wanting to know what was going on. But it's it's worrying as well, because I've sat there and I've I've had moments with my own mental health to talk with things going on where like where everyone around you sort of what on earth are you talking about and only you can see things or think you see things and yeah. it's what it felt like with this is the fact that she was going a bit what i liked as well was the fact that it starts off with a recording of her brother's voice yeah and the end of it you hear yeah. her, record you hear the recording again with him starting to say it and then it gradually changes into her voice yeah Saying exactly the same words. Yes, I, I do like this. But it's just, it was the, I don't know, it's just the whole way through it, the whole confused, well, what was going on, and all like, the, so many questions yeah, left yeah. unanswered. And it's, I like it, though, because it's made me want to sort of I mean, the go back thing, and rewatch it. But the really weird thing about it is it's that it's, it hasn't got like a, uh, a mega realistic sort of animation style to it. The animation, right. and you look at it, and you go, you, you know that it's a cartoon, yeah, and that it's, and it's animation and it's not real. But I got drawn into it so much by the atmosphere. Think, yeah, for me, I think that made it creepier. Yeah, but the, the, this sort of animation style and this cart and this sort of drawing style, a lot of kids' programs are done in. Or like the, a lot of stuff, and you wouldn't be you think is this this creepy in it. So it sort of gives you that sense of, um, well, a sense of sort of unease, yeah. knowing the fact that you've got you don't normally see it like this, but then all this is going on, and this creepiness and this this confusion and things going on, it left me sort of feeling really uneasy. Because I'm like, you shouldn't be in this sort of animation. I is yeah. and I think that makes it better. It does. It, I, I, I really, really, I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was a really well-made uh, film, and it's, it's really. I'd like to see more that they've done actually to see what, what sort of other stuff they could do. Um. Okay. On to our feature film. This is um. A film called Heavy Metal Two Thousand, which came out in the year two thousand. Now we did the original Heavy Metal film the 1980s in our very first season so i thought it would be, be time to do the uh sequel <laughs> you call it that really there you go uh the directors for this are uh uh michael coldaway and uh mitchell lamia uh writers kevin eastman simon bisley and eric talbot uh, the cast, you have Michael Ironside, who we know has been in everything. Everything. <laughs> He's been in everything. Uh, Julie Strain, Billy Idol, apparently. Uh, Pierre Paquette, uh, Sonia Ball, uh, Brady Moffat, Rick Jones, Arthur Holden, Alan Fawcett, Jane Woods, Elizabeth Robertson, Louis de System. Louis de Cespeps, and Terence Scammell, uh, Vlasta Vrana, uh, Sasha Conizzo, uh, Viva Sex, and Tim Scold. 
Yeah, uh, we will put up links to the ID IMDb uh, page for the film, so you can look them up and see what else they've done if you wish to. Uh, the synopsis. Well, Sarah, if you want to listen to anything that I'm Michael Anzai's done, I'm sure there's at least three 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 episodes in each one of our seasons yeah. where he's been involved in somewhere. Yeah, we've got we've we have done a few films where he's been in. Um, so yeah, uh, the synopsis for this film says. After surviving an invasion on her peaceful home world, a beautiful Avenger must stop a powerful psychopath from gaining immortality and rescue her kidnapped sister. So, you were not looking forward to doing this one because you didn't rate the first one very much. No, I... I don't know. It's just I. I've got a funny feeling. This is just where me getting older. But it just seemed like I liked the music in it. Obviously, the soundtrack in this one was done by a lot of people in this. There was obviously you got Pantera, System of Down, um, Billy Idol's done stuff in it. Um, there were a lot of more modern bands in it. Yeah. Um, not taken away from the other film where there were like obviously a lot of bands in it from that one as well. But it's just, this was a lot more bands that I grew up listening to. Yeah. Um, but again, I just, it was basically, for me, it basically was just an animated, with a bit of adventure thing, of the whole thing that everyone says that rock and roll is, which was just sex and drugs. Well, yeah, I don't know. What I, I, I got me about this is it's very different in a lot of ways from the original heavy metal film. Because the original one was lots of small, lots of short films, basically. Yeah. Put together with an overarching storyline. Whereas this was just a straightforward film. Film. Um, uh, It's a single story told in a pretty traditional sort of way. Um, It's got some gratuitous nudity and fairly extreme violence, the same as the first one had. It's also got some naff storytelling and some bad acting, as the same as the original. And it's got a number of heavy metal songs, which to me seem to be shoehorned into the film without any context or need for them to be there most of the time. I've got, um, I've got a minute. For, for the heavy metal, like the first one, when we watched it, the songs that were in it actually were songs in it. They yeah, weren't yeah. just like little snippets. But this one, it just seemed like they were like sort of, the freebie bits you got so you don't have to pay for the rights. <laughs> it's just sort of the odd little bit that was involved in it. And it's yeah. just like, this song's so much better if you play it all along. It would fit so much better, but it's just like 30 seconds of it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay. Is it better than the original one? <sighs> Honestly, I don't think so. It's not really any better. No, I, but... I, th- I think I prefer the first one more because of the anthology bit in it. And uh, as much as it was confusing the life out of me and that I didn't really rate it the first time, but this, I think, was a lot worse. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think it was much worse. It was worse, but not much worse. I just... Is it any good? It's, it's okay. It's okay, but I wouldn't. It's not one that I would definitely go out of my way to see again. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think if if I had to, 
If somebody said to me, you've got to pick one of the two heavy metal films to watch, I'd pick the original one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is saying a lot better than one. I didn't like it that much. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, I think it's, it's purely for the fact that as much as it, it did seem to go all over the place and with the anthology thing, it was that helped it. It's yeah. been a continuous story, and, and saying it's just some of the acting in it was just, even though it was just voice acting, was still really wooden. Um, it's saying a lot of the, the innuendos were in it, just like it, it wasn't really needed. No. And it's just, I don't know, just some of it just was like. <laughs> It looked like somebody had tried really hard to make a film in 2000 that, that looked like a 1980s film. Yeah. You know? And and they hadn't quite succeeded in making it. It, it wasn't uh, a tribute to the 1980s films. It wasn't a parody of the 1980 films. It just was trying very hard to look like one. But it, was, it, it was a very, very badly done copycat. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I just I got to the end of it and thought, oh well, here you go. That's that's another film over, you know. Yeah. I didn't I didn't rate it very much at all. No, I, I did the same thing. I sort of I got me. I will. I will admit. I, I obviously I've not been feeling great anyway, but I really really struggled to pay any sort of attention to this. Yeah. Like it did with the first one, it did grip my attention a little bit. But this, I just after about the first sort of half an hour, my uh, my mind was going. I was just yeah. trying so hard to. I was sitting there. It got to the point where I was forcing myself to watch it. I think because the first one's an anthology, you got different things happening, different storylines coming up, and there were some of the short stories that they short films and that sort of thing that were in amongst the, the others that were really quite good. I mean the the one about the uh, the World War Two plane, yeah, was fantastic, and and there were a couple of others that I really liked. The overarching thing was okay, but very odd. Um, and but in this one, there was it, it, it just it was just a very traditional, basic sort of revenge story that didn't really do a lot. They managed to beat the bad guy, uh, you know, and it was all a bit like. Meh. Yeah, it was sort of the revenge story that really wasn't needed. With they managed to beat, and then another one turned up, which only lasted for about two seconds. And it's just like it, it, yeah, it didn't do anything for me really. No, no. But that the only the only redeeming factor for me was some of the music in it. See, I think the problem I have with the music was the fact that it was kind of. It was kind of mixed in with everything, so that you didn't really hear it enough. Yeah, and it was all just quite, as you say, it was just bits and pieces. It wasn't like whole songs. Yeah, so the, the, the bit that I saw, I sort of lost my taste. They were when they were doing this whole sort of flight jet sort of thing. Yeah, and the music started and then faded out and then went back to it when he was and they zoomed in on the main character. And I'm like, why? Surely that would have been better just doing it the whole way through. But I don't know. Yeah, it just it didn't do anything for me. No, no, it it uh, it didn't have a lot going for it. I must admit. Now I have been told that there is another one. Okay. I don't know. I may have to have a look and see. 
Maybe not. Heavy metal god awful. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Heavy metal well, four thousand. There you go. That's uh, that's our uh, three films for this week. We've got Vincent, which was brilliant. Uh, yeah. A combination of Tim Burton and Vincent Price. You can't go wrong with it. It's just it, it's just you know, perfect. Um, then we had uh, one hundred thousand acres of pine, which was a really well made, really good story, really made, really well made animation. And then Heavy Metal two thousand, which was the exact opposite. It was a decidedly average sort of animated film with not a lot going for it. Go uh, and get. I tell you what. If you, what was suggested to do if you, with both of these films? Right, go out and buy the soundtrack albums and ignore the films. Because you'll probably have more fun listening to the soundtrack album than the albums. Than you might actually be able to hear more of the soundtrack as well. Absolutely. Right, well, there you go. That's us for this week. Uh, thank you very much, despite your... Um, afflictions. Afflictions and everything being uh, part of this for, for, with me, for me, to me, whatever. So sound. I'm all right as long as I don't move my leg. Okay, well, I did, I did suggest chopping it off, but you won't Yeah, do it. well, no, because knowing my luck, I'll be the one person that ends up like sitting there chopping the wrong one off or something. I'm going I'll to hospital and go, look, it's my left leg, and come out, and I've got my arm amputated, so. I'll come do it for you. <laughs> no. <sighs> no, because that would just make me worry even more, and I'd wake up and be like, wouldn't want to be hanging off or something. Wake up, for you. You know, because I would, oh, I'll wait. I'm not. You want to be, you want to be knocked out first. Yes. Oh, okay. Strange way. <laughs> there you go. I was thinking I could set it all up and I could film it, and then that'd be great to put on the uh, Romford Horror Festival. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's laws against that. Well, of course, I'll tell them it's special effects. <laughs> I don't tell them it's really like leg I'm cutting. I'll turn up with happy leg. Yeah, but I can just say, well, he already had his leg cut off and I was just making it look like I was doing. We have been been requested to review a a few films. Uh, We'll be doing one short one next week, Uh, but I'm I'm looking into doing some of the others as well, but I don't know when. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, so, yes, next week we will be back with uh, three other films, uh, two short films and a uh, feature film. Um, and for the first time, what is it? Be the first time? Will it be the first time? Have we done the 80s films this season? Because I know you said you wanted to move away from them. I think we've done one maybe at the beginning of the year. Okay. I think, I think we've, we have done a lot of variations of different years. So I think it's, if we have, this would be one of the rare ones that we've done this year. Yeah, so we're going to do a 1980s film, which I remember seeing when it first came out. I remember seeing when it first came out on VHS cassette. <laughs> Back when you were only 30. Back when I was a young lad. And and I went in, used to go into the off license, which had a video shop at the back of the off license. Definitely showing your age. I have a video, please, mate. I remember there being an old guy in there one time. 
and he was saying that he said to he said to me, Where where's the action films, mate? I said, They're down there. He went, oh, okay. And he walked over and he went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this? What's this? He says, this is the car right car right kid two. I haven't seen the car right kid one. What's that all about then? And it's karate. He went, What? It's karate. He went, Oh no, bloody hell, I don't want none of that. <laughs> He, he did also come out with a fantastic one, which I loved, which is there's a, there was a film, and I cannot remember what it was called, but there was a, was a film that had a picture of, um, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Action movie star. Stallone? No, not Arnold one of Schwarzenegger. them. Not one of them. Blonde, kung fu type geezer. Bro, uh, I wouldn't say Bruce Lee, but that's not right. No. Anyway, and a picture of him. I can't remember what is his name. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, and a picture of him on the front. And it's Hang him. on. Steven Seagal? No. Steven Seagal's got black hair and he looks like a bloke. There you go. I don't know what I'm talking about him. Um, Got me one. I can't bloody remember his name. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah. A picture of him on the front, sort of uh, coming out of a a swamp. And okay. Says, says he's so tough, no one will go near him. And he looked at me. He went, "I'm not surprised. If we stinks." Oh, wait. Do you mean Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris, that's it. Ginger. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we used to do that. You used to do that karate chopping stuff and all that as well. <laughs> what? Oh dear! You know, it's all that stuff we used to do and everything. I was never a fan, so I don't really know. To be honest, he did martial arts and things. <laughs> I don't think he's known for being a martial artist, though. Well, he is. That's I know he, he is, but... That's what he did. He's also been on a lot of other stuff. A lot of Western stuff. And action things. He was in the... He was in... Um, Way of the Dragon. Or Enter the Dragon. Or one of them lot. With, with, Way of with the Puppy. With Flea and everything. <laughs> Any road up. Uh, enough of all this drivel. And enter the dragon through the monkey. Enter the dragon through the lift door. Go up in the lift, and uh, when you get to the 15th floor, get out and jump off the roof. Yeah, the 15th floor, because you've gone too far. Yeah. When you get to the 15th floor, don't try and get out because there's only 13 floors in this. Um, so there we go okay so we'll be back next week with reviews and drivel and inane garbology and garbology. Uh, uh, garbology garbology uh, more 
more talk of inconsequentialities and uh, things. Until then, goodbye. Bye. The Cyphora Film Podcast. The Cyphora Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.